Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nishanda Shines. Well, welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. You guys have just recently heard from a bunch of teams and clubs and groups that try in the sport. And so for December, I wanted to do something a little different. And I thought it was important to just highlight friends. We did something like this last December. And I was like, I have to bring it back because it's so important to try with other people and community is so important. We don't have to do life alone and we certainly don't have to try alone. I think trying is better with friends. And so for this month, I'm going to highlight friends. There might be a few couples, um, but for the most part, just showing you just how much fun it can be when you try with your friends. Now today, I have with me three wonderful women. Now here's a deal. They are all now friends. There's one person in the group who is the common denominator. When you see that person, they're sitting in the middle. And then on the ends are the friends that the middle person has tried with. This is all for those who are watching on YouTube. I'm giving this description. But as I bring them on, these are young ladies that I've met through announcing. One of them, I had to get reminded about how we met because I was like, really? But yes, the other two, well, one I met this year with the common denominator and they came up to me because I played a particular song and I've never forgotten that because it's always my desire to sprinkle love and light and salt everywhere I go. If you got that, you got it. If you didn't, it's okay. And I play rap music, but it's usually, I played this rap song, I believe it was, and it was maybe by Lecrae. And when they came up to me, I was like, oh, Wow. Who knew that the songs you play can impress upon the participants? Like usually there's a song that resonates with you. But in this case, they came up to me and were like, hey, we are fellow believers. And in that moment, it was like, hmm. For me, it was comforting because I was having a very unique day. It was a day that volunteers had kind of canceled for whatever reason, because, you know, we're still kind of coming out of a pandemic. And when they came over to talk to me, I kind of knew it's like, everything is going to be okay. And then I think I talked to them for like another 30 minutes or so. And I know they needed to race, but they were talking to me and I talked to them and it was just comforting. So they didn't know this, but now they do. So I get the pleasure of bringing to the Try Beginner's Luck team, Janelle Garman, McKenna Welshans, who is the common denominator, everybody, and then Brianna Crutchman. 
Welcome, ladies, to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast. How y'all doing? Hey, hi. It's great to be here. Thanks for inviting us. So this is the first time that I've had all the guests in one room, which is so cool because you're like right there. Now, Brenna, did I say Brenna just met Janelle for the first time today. (laughs) Yes. But they were both joined by McKenna. Now, McKenna got into sport, and we're going to get into their stories in 2019. She drug along Janelle in 2021. 2020, yeah, 2021. 2021. And then Brianna this year. Varying ages. But this goes to show the power of community. Was it this month or in October, Janelle and McKenna, you guys just started a triathlon club in your city? Yeah, we've been talking about it for years. We've seen a need in the community. Um, Mm -hmm. We have like a master's swim group that a lot of triathletes go to, but we didn't ever have a triathlon specific group. So we started that. We kicked it off with just a meet and greet greet at a a local restaurant and put it out there and we had a group of people show up and it's grown from there. So yeah, that started last month in October. And why I love that is because I was talking, I think to LA Tri Club a couple of weeks ago that will, that aired on, I think November 22nd about your group and how I saw it on Instagram, how you guys started it because there wasn't a group. And it's so important if you don't see it, So at least try and see how you can form a group. And now you guys have a community where everybody can join together. So kudos to you. But we're here today because of the friendship that you share with both Janelle and Brenna. So I wanted to just share who you are, kind of give you an introduction to who you are and how you got started into sport. All right. You're talking about me, right? Sure. Either yeah. one of you, I think it would be best if you go and then introduce uh, and then let Janelle go and then Brenna, because that's an order of how you came in sport. Yeah. So, I mean, I grew up on a horse farm, like dabbled in soccer a little bit as a kid and then fell in love with track and field in college. And that is really what set the tone for me um, because I experienced this incredible sense of community on the track team, mm-hmm. uh, what it looks like to push out of my comfort zone and grow alongside others. And it was my goal to find that out in the real world as an adult. And a friend of mine from the team asked if I'd try a triathlon with her. And I had just gotten a bike. A friend of mine gave it to me. And um, I went on a youth trip, leading them on um, a rail trail locally. And so I really enjoyed cycling, but I didn't ever really swim. So that was totally new for me, but we went to the local high school pool and just started swimming and kind of figured it out from there. Read some triathlon books and I just, I fell in love with it. Diamond in the Rough was my first try. I did the Olympic distance, which ironically was Brenna's first triathlon four years later. So that was pretty special to be able to do that with her um, at the very spot that I had done my first triathlon four years before. So yeah, I've just fallen in love with it and I've done sprint Olympic half and full distances since then. Yeah, you have. We're going to get into that (laughs) because yeah, we're going to get into that. Okay. Janelle. All right. So, um, 
a couple of years ago, my life sort of fell apart. Um, I was left as a single mom and as a means of kind of coping with that difficult situation, I uh, started running and hadn't really been, I didn't do college sports. I did volleyball in high school. I've always been active, always enjoyed, um, you know, exercising. And I've always loved swimming and biking and running. Um, but McKenna kind of said, hey, you know, why don't you train for something since you're starting it back into running? So uh, she ran my first, I want to train for a marathon. So she ran my first marathon with me um, at Pine Creek, which was great. And then I was like, okay, what's next? <laughs> Um, so she helped me train for, I did several Olympics, some sprint triathlons, some local races, um, met Mashonda at one of the Olympic races and yeah, I was the same as McKenna. I just got hooked. I was like, I love this. I love trying something new and seeing how I can get better in each of the different disciplines. I love the variety um, so then she's like, come on, let's do a half Ironman. I was like, all right. <laughs> so she ran with me, stayed by my side the entire race. The two of us ran uh 70.3 North Carolina. And then the following year we did it, I did it on my own, but she came with my kids so they could watch and cheer me on. And she was the, I called her the Sherpa nanny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. And at one point I Sherpa'd her for her full Ironman distance. And I was just blown away by, I was so inspired by watching those athletes, like just the variety of athletes that are out there. You know, I think I had in my head that you have to be some sort of collegiate athlete to get into triathlon, or you have to have some amazing swim background or running background. Um, but it was really neat to see everyday people out there racing, um, so this past September, I finally completed Ironman Maryland, did my first full distance Ironman and my kids are at the finish line. So that was great. <laughs> Yay. Congratulations to you. Okay. And then we have Brenna. Yes. Um, I remember when McKenna first did her triathlon, I was in eighth grade and she was talking about it and she was asking me swim questions because I was on the swim team. And I just thought, well, that's so cool. Four years later, I was like, I'm going to do a triathlon. I was going to um, train for, it would help me stay in shape for swimming because I'm still in high school. So I had another swim season to train for. And it was just like trying something new. And I, I absolutely loved it. I'm doing another one next summer. It's just like an amazing experience. Mm -hmm. Listen. What I love about your stories is that each of you are, came to the sport very differently, but yet now are hooked. Brenna is the youngest, still in high school, has not even graduated yet. So now you have the opportunity to go to a school that has triathlon and perhaps get a scholarship. Like that's a pathway for you if you desire. But McKenna and Janelle both I want to highlight, because I think they were being very modest in their story, and we will tap into this, is that not only did Janelle race her first Ironman, Marilyn, 
but she also qualified for niece. Snap, snap, body roll, hey. So that is bomb.com, all right? And McKenna equally qualified for niece. So that's a double body roll, hey. That's incredible. The first time you go out to do an Ironman, you go out and you knock it out the park. We're going to come back to that, but I just wanted to drop that there. So those who are listening, you got to hang on for this story because it's 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 going to get good. You decided to try. Kinetic was your first. McKenna, yours was uh, Diamond in the Rough as well as Brenna. Tell me about your first time. What was the racing like? What was it? What was going through your mind, the emotions, all that good stuff? Oh, Boy, so thinking back four years ago, there are a couple of very specific memories with that race. Um, I mentioned that I really was not much of a swimmer and I didn't really think this through, but going into that race, I had never done open water before. So my friend, Megan, who got me into the sport to begin with, I went down with her and her parents and we had scoped out the course the night before and stuff. And we didn't really have a plan. And that's, you know, I, it's funny, I'm a mixture of, I always say I'm a mixture of type A and type B because there are certain things in life that I like to be very planned out. Um, but there are other things where I'm just like, you know, let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. Um, so That's me, girl, that's me. You know what? I, I have yet to really hurt from that second option, but I always am kind of waiting for it to come back to bite me at some point. And, and so in that race, I just kind of leaned on my, my background um, in, in track and just from the training that Megan and I had done together and kind of just went for it. And when we started swimming, I pretty quickly realized that open water was terrifying. (laughs) And I just, I had never really experienced, um, a sense of panic before, like I did in that water. And I just remember flipping over on my back and there were people swimming around me and I was just like, okay, let's figure out how to work through this. And it was really the first time I can remember having to being pretty, um, I don't know if the word is desperate, but just like, wow, this is, there's a mental game to this that I have got to figure out right now. And I remember like comparing it, the situation to, um, someone being stuck, like truly stranded out in the ocean, like, okay, Mm -hmm. if they can survive that, I can survive this little race. So let's figure this out right now. Um, And I just remember slowly talking myself through it. And the sense of accomplishment that I had in that outweighed anything else that day on that course. I remember that so much better um, because for me, it very much is the mental game in this kind of racing. It's the ability to take in the moment, feel the pain, but figure out how you can rely on your experience and even just um, find that motivation to keep going, even when it feels like you can't. And that that's something that has really carried into the rest of my racing as the races have gotten longer and harder is like, how, how can we push through this difficult moment right now? Cause I, I don't know, for me, triathlon is more mental than it is anything else. I like how you, you made that connection about the mental. We know that triathlon is very mental, but the one thing that you said that I want you to share that may help connect it with other people when you say feel the pain and then push through on how to, you know, push past that pain and 
to determine or make decisions about how you're going to finish the race. What are some tactics and 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 tidbits that you do to push past that pain to exercise that mental fortitude? That has been a process. Um, but two people who I want to reference now who've had a big impact on that mindset even this year are Courtney DeWalter and Sally McRae, both of whom are ultra runners. And I appreciate Sally McRae's mind, or sorry, not Sally McRae, Courtney DeWalter's mindset of embracing the pain cave. I think a lot of times in a society where we're so focused on comfort and quick fixes and um, efficiency and instant gratification, like we don't have a very high pain tolerance and we don't know how to handle pain very well. Um, and so to know that you're like knowing you're putting, knowingly putting yourself into this space that's going to be painful is challenging sometimes. But Courtney says in that pain cave, she does the most growing, you know, in that place of discomfort, we are able to grow and become stronger. And so to me, of course, I want to grow and become stronger. <laughs> so being able to reframe pain in that way has been really powerful for me. Um, and then Sally McRae talks a lot about you get to choose your response to life. You get to choose your story. And racing is a structured environment where we know when the finish line is coming and we get to choose how much pain we put ourselves through to an extent. So knowing that you grow in that that space and knowing that finish line is there, um, what are you going to do with that? It's up to you to choose that. So those are two things that have really given me a lot of um encouragement I guess in those painful spaces of racing and I also mm. just love how that same principle can very powerfully apply to life too you were going where my mind was going because I was thinking like wait a minute that discomfort and challenges let's talk about life because I know I don't know if I blatantly said it but the song Lecrae is a Christian artist and I think I was playing, you can't, no, maybe it was Anthony Minio. I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember the song. I don't remember I, now either. I'm getting confused. No, you can't. Brenda, do you remember? You were playing. It was either, there was a bunch of different songs. I noticed them. Oh, there's probably a Lecrae song, but I know it's definitely a Mandisa song. Ah. Ah. Yeah, it was Overcomer Mandisa. Overcomer. Yes. <laughs> and you're an overcome yeah 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 okay okay see I'm all off but anyway so it was Mandisa overcomer yep because you know on Sunday races I do try to you know you know anyway it doesn't matter so Mandisa overcomer and we're talking about discomfort and overcoming in life paint that picture like how does triathlon help you overcome in life like I have plenty of stories but I would love for you to share maybe a story about how you've used triathlon to overcome in life and, you know, your relationship with Christ, because I think that's, it's all important and intertwined, I should say. I can talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So triathlon for me has been a way of coping with some of the most difficult years of my life. Um, and I think what McKenna is saying, like pushing through pain, there's something about doing something physical when you're dealing with a lot of emotional and other pain in your life to have a goal to work towards. Um, mm -hmm. 
And when you're talking about how it is a picture of maybe your Christian walk or your journey, for me, like, I, there's so many specific memories I have in races where you do reach that point of pain. Well, what's your response going to be? Or you think, how can I take another step? Or how can I pedal another pedal? But um, I'll never forget, it was my first half Ironman. We were three miles from the finish. I had never done that distance before. And I thought, it's only three miles, but I don't know that I can get there. Like I just kind of was reaching the end. And I remember just having to kind of put my head down and, you know, she was racing with me right beside me. I wasn't talking. She was <laughs> like, I am just head down focused. I'm just going to get there and got to the finish line. And just that I was crying, like I made it, you know, and that's such a, such a picture of life, right? Like our Christian life and it can be hard and you got to put your head down. Sometimes you just got to keep moving forward. You don't know what's happening. You don't know the end result, but you got to keep moving forward because you know, someday you're going to get to the finish line. Can I interject with a thought? Always. Cause I'm stuck right now. Cause you know that. Yes, please. <laughs> so to add to what you just said, I think even just last night, we were talking about trusting the process and there's another life principle in that because having her, you know, train for her first full this fall, um, so many times <laughs> she was like, how, how's my body going to finish this whole distance when I haven't even come close to that in the training, the, the amount of volume there. And, um, it's just like with life, we, we try to do the best we can with the knowledge that we have and train, but knowing that if we go full throttle every single time, we're going to, we're going to burn out. And so there is an element of faith, even in our training where we have to go based on what we know to be true about the principles of training the human body, but know that we, we can't physically go that full distance until race day. Um, and so just being willing to like put that time in, but hold ourselves back at the same time um, can be really challenging, but we, we know the end result, even if like as believers, we know the end result, even if we just have to kind of focus in on one thing. The end result is victory, right? It may not look or feel like victory, but it is because there's lessons that we learn in everything. And, you know, while what you said, Janelle, kind of caught me not off guard, but just had me stick. So, you know, I was just like, ah, oh. it hit the core because it's so true of how we have to think about the challenges that we go through and sometimes just putting our head down to just keep going. And then you, McKenna, come in with trusting the process. It's something that is hard to do for many people. And I think this is just a reminder for those who are listening. Don't worry about the end. Focus on the journey to getting there and what you're supposed to uncover and what you're supposed to learn because the journey is where everything really happens. Was that um, the discomfort and growth and how we grow in discomfort? That's a real thing. It's a real thing. Like you don't grow when you're comfortable. Like, cause there's nothing to change. There's nothing to challenge 
that it's nothing to challenge the mindset, challenge whatever you're doing when you're comfortable. It's the least amount of growth that you will have. But when you have those challenges, just know, push yourself and grow. Um, yeah. Brenna, I want to hear from you on how all this kind of plays into you because this is your first full season. So you may can come from it from a different angle of being on the swim team, but I just want to hear your thoughts on it. I think mine comes from more like the training process. I did the sprint triathlon and it was definitely challenging. It was hard for me to work through that. But I think something that else was challenging was finding time to train and figuring out all the different things to overcome. Because I had three jobs over the summer and a college class. So it was (laughs) really wild. It was crazy. I ended up um, training during my break because I worked at a pool so I could just hop in and swim. So figuring those out. But also, even though that that was challenging, I learned so much. I had, I went on runs with friends and those were great memories. And I feel like sometimes when we have challenging times in our lives, God always has a plan for that. And there's always something that's good that comes out of that. So even though I was so busy over the summer, I had three jobs, crazy college classes. It was a lot. I was still able to find time to train with my friends and push through um, those hard times. And I got to do a triathlon and actually finished. I was very shocked that I finished, (laughs) honestly. So that was just really crazy. And just all the positive aspects that came out of that is just like completely God. I love that. I love that you're able to, one, you had three jobs. That's a lot. College class and you still were able to train. And so I guess it just shows us when there's something that we want, we prioritize what's important to us. Speaking of prioritization and prioritizing what's important, how do you prioritize your faith in triathlon? And do you ever feel like there's a an intersection where it gets convoluted in a way? You can go, Janelle, you're like, I, I got it. I got you. I got you. Go ahead. <laughs> for you. Yeah. So, I mean, this is my story with Nice. Um, so I did qualify for the world championships. And prior to that, I have made it. Um, it's been my conviction not to race on Sundays, just to reserve that day as the Lord's Day. Um and I got really excited after Maryland that I would even qualify because I didn't, I never thought I would qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this girl was going. So I was like, I got to go. Um, so I went and signed up um, just on some real heightened emotions. And over the past several weeks, I've just not, I've never felt great about it. And just kind of, you know, this is where what you, to what you're saying, Rashonda, like, where does it become convoluted? So, you know, I need to stay true to who I am and what my convictions are. Um, and one of my favorite pro triathletes, Jocelyn McCauley, she um, got third place at Kona a couple of weeks ago, and she's a believer and she turned down her slot for Nice. And everyone was shocked because there were only three slots. So for her as a pro to turn down the third slot, everyone was very confused. And the fourth place person took it. 
Um, and then she posted on her Instagram. The reason why is because she made a promise to God not to race on Sundays. So I saw that post and I was like, oh my goodness, that is so inspiring to me. And that's really what I want to do and to stay true to my principles and true to what I believe and Mm -hmm. true to God. Um, so I messaged her and I told her what I was struggling with and she was very non-judgmental and was like, Hey, go to Nice, like, enjoy it. I heard here. It's beautiful. And I let, I just let it sit for a couple of days and I just didn't feel good about it. And so I just made the decision not to go. I've already paid for it. So that was a hard decision. Um, but I do feel good about doing it. And when I told her, um, when I decided she was brought to tears over it, And um, it was just really, you know, it's so encouraging when you can have other athletes uh, encourage you and push you to do the right thing or, you know, to stay true to your convictions. Um, So I don't know what I'm going to do next year. I might do Ironman Maryland again. And she said she might race it and she would love to meet me. So that would be really cool. (laughs) Oh, I love it. And so Ironman Maryland in 24 is on a Saturday or a Sunday? Well, obviously it's well, on a Saturday. So on a Saturday. yes. <laughs> okay. Well, good. And I want to just get the fact straight really quick. I think Jocelyn qualified with Florida. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah. No worries. Sometimes when we're telling stories, look, it happens to me all the time. I'll say something, hence Lecrae earlier. You say something because you're in the midst of a story, but I wanted to just be mindful. It was, yes, right. it was um, it was Florida that she qualified um, and she placed third overall. I don't know where she placed, but I know it was Florida. So I just wanted to, because I saw that article and I was like, man, that's good. But then I thought, you know, because I think sometimes people could be like, well, do all Christians have to follow that same rule? Is that the case? And I just want to say, no, we all have different convictions, right? And different, um, what may be a conviction for Brenna McKenna or Janelle may not be a conviction for me and vice versa. Like there are certain principles that fall into play, but it depends on what you are convicted of. And you know, when you get that core conviction, because to Janelle's point, she didn't have any peace. And listen, if there's no peace, don't do it. Don't do it. Look, don't do it. Obey that gut feeling. Like, don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. So I admire that because a lot of times it's so easy to do what your friends are doing. Right. And so I take it, McKenna, you're racing, niece. Point. Yes. (laughs) So this is good, right? Because you're both believers. Whereas Janelle had this core conviction, like I did it in the moment. But let me back this back. Let me back this back a bit because I don't feel good. And so McKenna, talk about it from your experience. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things that is challenging because um, as believers, like the core of who we are in Christ and, you know, is um, the gospel is central to our belief system. But kind of going beyond that we have varying convictions. Um, and so that's something that I've, I've prayed that, you know, if, if that is what God wants for me, that he would convict me of that. Um, and it is where I am at this point. And it's not a conviction I had prior to the race. So at this point, that is my plan to continue forward with it. And it's definitely challenging or 
you know, to have that opportunity to race together. But I, I think that God should be number one, you know, if anything that we're doing, um, should be done to his glory and for the purpose of being able to grow in our relationship with him. And so I would not want anyone to go against their convictions just for the sake of racing. So I told her this and I'm proud of her (laughs) for making that choice because that's an incredibly challenging one. So, but it will be, it will be for the better. Absolutely. And let's just say this, we are always encouraged by stories and because Jocelyn was bold enough to share her story, it resonated with you. And that's why I think it's so important for us to share stories and to, because somebody may be able to resonate with you all being friends, same faith, but different convictions. And I think that's what makes the world, the world, right? It makes us who we are. And I just want to encourage anyone listening or viewing this, share your story. You never know how whatever you've experienced or overcome can help the next person. We don't go through these trials and tribulations to stay silent. I'm just keeping it real. We don't go through our victories and overcoming um, the things in our lives to stay silent. We we overcome and we go through so that we can share with others and to be able to encourage them when they're having a low moment or a down moment or that victory of, say, for instance, you get $100,000 and somebody just says, here, I'm pouring this seed into you $100,000. You can say, hey, I was had my faith out for that and it happened. And now X, Y, and Z is covered. Somebody else may be believing for something, right? And so I think it's important. So thank you for the courage to share. Yeah. So you've all have been racing collectively between one and four years. What has been the most exciting part of racing that draws you back in? Is it the training? What part of training? What type of training? Tell us about that. This is funny to me because I, I think for me, it's the training. I have a funny story along with this. My first open water swim was at my aunt's house in Florida, but my aunt has alligators in her lake. So I made so, You already had me at no with that. <laughs> so I ended up swimming with alligators. And that's just like wild to me. Like you, you saw them? Like a half Ironman distance out there? Yeah, I swam, was it a mile, two miles? Was it? I don't remember. I was thinking it was one, one, one and a half. Oh or yeah, something. I think it was one and a half yeah. miles. But I'm also I'm a swimmer, so I'm used to that distance. But she's gonna be our next our next Ironman athlete. I'm calling mm-hmm. it now. Maybe, <laughs> hopefully. You know, I have all kind of questions. Like you went in <laughs> knowing you went in knowing there was gonna be alligators. Yes, I I feel like it's a Florida thing that people do. Because it's normal in Florida. Since when? (laughs) The Everglades? No. Tell me more. It's our family's lake. We swim in it all the time. The alligators are like, we didn't encounter any of them, thankfully. They're scared (laughs) of humans. At least they're not like they are. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know what? Good for you. Kudos to you for swimming that mile and a half and 
waters yeah. where you knowingly know that they're alligators. That would have missed me out and been like, you know what? I'm good. She's the greatest one in this room, I, I have to say. Oh my gosh. Like I hear about all these stories where alligators or maybe those are crocodiles that come up to, oh, I, I'm sorry. I, oh yeah, that is, that's that, that, yeah. Mm, okay. Next. Oh my gosh. I'm still cringing at that. Oh, that'd be a very memorable experience. It is. Very memorable. My goodness. I have so many thoughts, but for me, I had mentioned earlier just how much of an impact the track team had on me and that sense of community and belonging and family and just doing family among your friends, you know, just doing hard things together and being intentional about growing each other and encouraging each other. And just, um, I've very much found that in triathlon as well. It's different than being on a team with like 50 other athletes, but just even the one-on-one -on -one training and being able to do that mm -hmm. alongside each other and pe people in different phases of life, like training with you and training with you, mm -hmm. just like um, two examples of how much of a blessing that's been to me. That's what I care about more than anything else is just the, the process of getting to race day together and um, navigating those challenges alongside each other. I, I love that. And then race day is just the cherry on top, regardless of what happens. You know, it was the process that really um, was the biggest deal to me. To know. Yeah. I could probably echo the exact same things she just said. I do think for me, it's having something to work towards, having a goal, um, especially when you're going through a difficult time in your life, having a goal that's sort of outside of everything else, outside of your work, outside of, you know, whatever stressors you're dealing with. For me, it wasn't a big outlet. So having that and being able to do it with other people, um, but also like, I don't know that I would have stuck with it as much just to go out for a bike ride. You know, if she said, come on, let's go. But having like these races to train for um, and having, okay, I've never done a half Ironman. Like, let me try that. And let me try this full Ironman. Like just kind of trying to find the next thing to push myself to work towards the goal. Um, that's what keeps bringing me back to it. Mm. Now you hit on something. I promise you, McKenna, we are in this flow. Cause I'm like, I had just wrote down, let's talk about friendships. And you were like, and then training with these two, tell me why it's so important. Like you have brought in two amazing people into this sport and now have started a club. So for you, I want to know the importance of community and how do you get your friends to say yes to you to try a triathlon? Cause see you doing something in these streets, right? And I need to know. <laughs> the okay. tactics my friend Megan used to draw me in. No, um, I think the foundation is in the friendship a lot of times and in community, there are so many amazing things. You know, there's the opportunity to support and encourage and to listen, to sharpen each other, to push each other, to keep each other accountable. Like so many things that I don't have just by myself, you know, it's kind of lonely. <laughs> and that's, there's a time and a place when we're talking about training, there's a time and a place to do things by yourself. Um, 
And, but there's also very much so much depth and fulfillment in doing the training together with mm. others. Um, and isn't that the same for life? You know, we were made for community. We're wired to want to be in community with others. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we can build that intentionally into the sport, I think there's just so much room for growth there. And I, because of how much of an impact community and sport has made in my life, I want to create that for others. You know, that's the biggest driving factor for me is like, how can we create a space where people can know each other and train together and just enjoy each other's company um, and all that all that that brings with it tactics tactics yeah because you're doing something right to get people to say yes to you that's what her tactic is she won't say it but I know what it is what is it's, it so I'm intimidated by her well I was intimidated by her right because she's out there doing these like big races and I thought why in the world would she want to train with me like I'm just new at this trying to figure out what I'm doing and I'm slow slower mm -hmm. <laughs> And she would always say, I'm not here to go as fast as I can. I'm I'm here to do this with you. I'm here to train with you. And so many times I'm like, hey, if you want to go faster, go ahead. No, I'm here to do this with you. Like she literally mm. ran that entire half Ironman beside me. Um, and mm. I think that's how that's her tactic. Like she will be willing to just bring anyone in because she loves the sport so much and loves how it impacts people's lives that it's not about, you know, performing to the top level. It's about community. So that's, that's her tactic. Mm. I like it. And I think, you know how they say you reap what you sow. And so you, McKenna are sowing all this time where you're spending with your friends as they're training and they can, it's a huge sacrifice for you because you can go out there and be doing your own thing, but look at the payout of qualifying for Nice. Like to me, I'm looking at that, like those times that you spent sacrificing, you know, with your friends and it all came back to you. So I love, I love, love, love that. Um, for you, Janelle, who's been in the sport for now three years, completed your third year this year. What has community and friendship meant for you? I think we touched on it a little bit, but I want to know how will you now encourage other people to join this wagon or this tri-community, not wagon? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think triathlon is sort of a niche sport, right? Like, I didn't really know a whole lot about it until I started getting into it. Um, and we we do have this local race right here in Boiling Springs that is just great. It's a sprint triathlon, and it brings the whole community together. And it was one of my first races. And um, I think being involved in, like, community, community local races and then getting our tri club started um that is where we're starting to bring people together because i think over the years like mckenna and i can say we've probably learned things the hard way like we did it wrong and then we realized oh we probably should change how we do that and i'm seeing these new people like at the local sprint try they just 
they could kind of jump ahead if they had a little mentorship or if they had a little bit more knowledge. So that's one of the key reasons we're trying to start this triathlon club because, you know, they may just need a little more education or some training partners. They have basic questions and it's things like we've just sort of figured it out the hard way. over the years and it's taken a lot longer you know so I just want to help those people so they can enjoy the sport more they they have this saying if you want to go fast go alone but if you want to go further go together and so I um you know I admire that because if you you see people making the mistakes right and you're like hey you need this community it does make you better when you're around multiple people that you can ask questions and not have to repeat the mistakes over and over again. Um, I just want to shout out a friend that I've been trying to, um, actually two of them that I've been trying to get to do a triathlon. And we had settled on the Red Rocks one in Florida in in Tallahassee. We all went to school in Tallahassee. And so Martine Fizzame, yep, I'm calling you out and Sasha Wheeler. Now, Sasha, my friend, we've done like half marathons and marathons together. So she's good. But Martine is really not pushing the medal on learning how to swim. And I'm just like, how are you going to do this triathlon? So mm-hmm. I'm calling them out because we can do this together in community. So that's just my call out to get my friends to get in his while I was asking you for tactics because they they like yeah you know I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'm like no let's go all right Brenna you're in high school has any of your friends um asked you about your experience and perhaps wants to try in 2024 yeah um my friends think I'm crazy but I'm but I but I am trying. A lot of them didn't ever realize that triathlons were a thing. But I'm I'm trying to really hard to get some friends to do one with me. Um, I have some friends that are interested in a really triathlon, so it's a start from somewhere. <laughs> um, but one thing that I have noticed with like the communities is like a lot of high school sports. They're so competitive. That's like when you're not really doing it with people. It is a sort of a family, but there's so much drama. You're very competitive. You're competing against your fellow friends, your teammates. Mm-hmm. But like triathlons, it's more of a community. You're more doing it together. And like, I really like what you said about you when you go together. You what did you say? It was something about like you can go farther alone, but it's better when you go together. Yeah, you go further together. Go further farther. <laughs> you go- if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go further, go together. Yes. Okay. I really loved that because it kind of explained like when I did my triathlon, everyone was so nice. I didn't know anyone, but the community was so kind. And that just like pushed me to keep going because of people cheering me on that I didn't even know. And I just think that's just I really, I'm kind of drag my friends to do one with me to experience that. <laughs> yeah, I think it was you, Janelle, who was like, you know, there's something, I, some things I wish I would have known. So I wouldn't have made those mistakes. And I want to ask each of you, you know, cause this is a podcast that's for beginners, but I do feel like there, you know, are people who are not beginners who are listening, who still learn from these experiences. Tell us what are some of the things you wish you would have known about the sport 
so that you wouldn't have had to make those mistakes that you have made? Um, I've had a lot of injuries over the years, and it's taken a lot of trial and error to figure that out. Um, So one thing just for myself is is I've learned, yes, we we swim and we bike and we run, but I've had to learn the importance of strength training, which I don't think triathletes always prioritize. Um, we think I'd rather go for a bike ride than, you know, do stability or mobility and lift weights. Um, McKenna has been my coach and she writes strength training plans for me and she does have to prod me a little bit to get them done. Um, but I've realized over the years that maintaining a consistent strength program within my training has really I went into Maryland uninjured and I came out of it uninjured, which is just unheard of. of, Yeah. For me. So, I mean, I give her a lot of credit for writing my plan for that. Um, but again, that's where you just got to trust your coach and, and do it. But that is one thing. If I were a beginner, I wish I would have known the importance of strength or maybe not necessarily strength, but stability, um, as you're going through your training plan. Okay. What I did not know is that McKenna, you were a coach. I'm not unofficial, <laughs> but I am, I'm a dietitian and exercise physiologist. So I have the tools in my toolbox to write things. And that's been a big part of this whole process is DIYing my way through triathlon, huh. bringing others along and they're my guinea pigs. So it's, it's going okay so far. <laughs> I love it. So the next step is going to get certified with USAT or something like that. Thing for me, yes. Endurance Exchange 2024, January 5th through 7th. Okay, I'm just saying, if you want to do it, calendar date. I'm gonna have to look this up. Yeah, it's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Ooh. Mm. Okay, just just throwing that little bug out there, girlfriend. Just throwing that little bug out there. Okay. Are you going? Uh, Yeah, I'll be there. Really. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm doing? I'm going to be emceeing. So yeah, I'll be there. Mm, something to think about. <laughs> Definitely will be. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, but why don't you st- share with us uh, something that you wish you would have known? Oh, so many things. I would say probably I'm going to talk about open water stuff since I talked about that earlier and bike stuff. But with open water swimming, um, it's just, it's so different. And so I'm going to shout out our swim coach, Jeannie Zappi, because she is incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. In the process of me getting into Ironman racing, she was actually in the process of finishing the triple crown of marathon swims, which is Catalina Island, Manhattan, and the English Channel. After which she went and got a hip replacement. So just like incredible um, what she has accomplished Um, but for her, the thing I want to bring up is the, just the mental game in swimming. She's been a constant for me. And I think, um, you know, when I was struggling in my racing in open water, cause that time of panic at diamond in the rough was not my only one. Um, I've wrestled with that in other races. I've just been able to picture her swimming in the dark out in the ocean And that has been incredibly powerful for me. So I think just, um, 
you know, the, the mental game aspect of that and trying to prepare yourself for those hard moments and how, what, what are you going to picture? What are you going to um, use as a tool mentally to help you work through that moment is something that has taken some time for me to understand um, and use in my racing. But the other thing with, with cycling, and now this is kind of a distant memory for me now, thankfully, but I rode on a bike seat that did not fit me right for like an entire season and was in a ton of pain. And I just kind of thought that's what it was like and it would go away eventually. But I've become a huge believer in proper bike fit um, and going to someone who knows what they're talking about to get you set up properly. Because cycling, there's an element of discomfort to it for sure, but it it can be a pretty comfortable process. Um, so that's something that I would really encourage a beginner to do is like, if this is something they really plan to get into to make that investment in a bike fit so that they're riding properly. Yeah, I double down on that. That bike fit is something that will change the whole, your whole riding experience. And I love that you said visioning. I think if you could master visioning and what you're seeing while you're doing the activity, it is something that takes work. So that's a very good, um, that's, that's a good one. All right, Brenna, what you got for us? Um, mine also goes with biking. I, my bike, my dad is a cyclist or he used to be. So I would go on some rides with him, but I primarily use a stationary bike, which did not prepare me for the hills. So on those hills, the people would just like start passing me, which is not like it's a triathlon, but it's just like, oh, biking was not for me. I definitely need to practice biking outside and not just on my stationary bike. So that was something. And then I also didn't know to stop before the finish line when you, and walk your bike over like the biking finish line. So I kind of got in trouble for that, but <laughs> it's okay. You learn. <laughs> the dismount line the dismount line that gets everybody and making sure you keep your helmet on until you officially dismount and do not go past that line hopefully did you get a warning or did they deduct minutes you, good. I didn't have to do anything so good, good 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 so you had a you got some grace on that day so that's a good thing wow this has been really good I um I love how you guys work out together and it's probably more of Brenna and McKenna and then McKenna and Janelle. But the fact that you're all in the same room at the same time, this to me is just really special and it warms my heart and just, just shows the power of how this sport can really change the dynamics of friendships. And now McKenna, I mean, and now Brenna has now a new person in Janelle that she can work out with and, you know, be able to go out on rides with. And so that's the power of sport. And I think that's the, the whole premise for me. Um, wanting to do this is just to share how you can come in and just only know one person, but leave out and, you know, three and four, and it just makes your experience a lot greater in this sport. So I just encourage you to, um, Encourage those of you who are listening, who may be introverts, right? And scared to call on people. It's okay. Reach out to one person. The power of one, one person can be just enough to get you to the destination. So, and yeah, that's all I have to say. It's better to try with friends. So with that said, 
any advice you would give to a beginner, quick advice you would give to a beginner. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. I think is a lesson I've been learning even more recently is just, just be willing to have the conversation, just be willing to try the thing. Um, you might not be sure how it's going to go or how you're going to get there, but that, that willingness to exit the comfort zone um, can really reap a lot of benefits. To go along with that, <clears throat> just trying new things because it's just like I haven't ever done a triathlon before until the summer and was just like, oh, we're going to do it. And it was an amazing experience. So you'll find when you try things that you would never think that you were going to do, you will have an amazing time and you'll learn from it. And it's just like you have something to check off your bucket list. It's something crazy. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, yeah, I did that. Yeah, I said it earlier, but trust the process, you know, find someone who's more experienced than you, whether it's a coach or a friend or a coach who's a friend um, and just trust the process, get a mentor or something um, to help you kind of get started and learn how to go about training and racing. Um, but yeah, just be consistent, keep showing up and trust the process and you will reap the benefits. Solid advice from everybody. Yes. And whenever you try beginners, like you always win, right? So that's the thing that we say. And now we get to move on to rapid fire. So here we go. Rapid fire questions. Rapid fire is really, you know, just sometimes it's one answer. I may lean in if you say something interesting. I'm like, hmm, I want to know more about that. But it's really <laughs> quick, easy, and we'll go in order of how long you've been in the sport. So, yeah. Okay. First question is, um, what or who inspires you? Is this like anyone or anyone. really? This is hard. <laughs> it's um, rapid fire. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna relate to triathlons. McKenna has inspired me. <laughs> Thanks, Brenna. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that because you're right here. But like thinking about triathlons, I would never knew that they existed if it wasn't when you talked about it. When I was I was in eighth grade at the time when you talked about it. I was little. And now, and you did one with me, and it's just inspired. Now you're going to do another one. <laughs> inspire me to keep trying hard things. Wow. I feel like a little tear coming up. Ooh. Hold it back. Okay. Janelle? Um, oh, it is a tough question because I could say the same <laughs> let's just go ahead and give McKenna love you can say McKenna yeah I will say for me I do have two kids and I'm a single mom so for me um my kids they love that I do this and I think sometimes single moms don't take time for themselves because mm -hmm. they're just so busy um but for me I'm a better mom because of triathlon so mm -hmm. I think you know that is my kids are definitely inspirational to me. Seeing them at the finish line, like nothing beats that. <laughs> mm. And how did you train being a single mom? Ooh, yeah. Well, I would have a training plan and she would take it and look at my schedule and say, here's how you can fit it in. 
Nice. <laughs> um, and you have to be creative. Um, you can't, you know, I don't have a consistent schedule. I'm a nurse. I work 12 hour shifts in the ER. So sometimes you just have to work around your own schedule and maybe you can't get in the workout you wanted to. And I've, I'm starting to like <laughs> be okay with that. Um, but do what you can. And there's always tomorrow and there's always the next day. And just again, be consistent showing up. McKenna. There's a really important principle I want to add to that is just to, as um, advice I would give is there are so many expectations that we presume are out there or that we set for ourselves And expectations can be a helpful tool, but I think like if people are looking at these cookie cutter plans that are out there and stuff, we we tend to feel like we have to follow things perfectly. And that is absolutely not the truth. Like there are so many different ways to do something well. And so being willing to work with your body, work with your schedule, work with your life and hold it in balance with everything else that we're trying to accomplish, like being realistic with yourself and patient is extremely important. Um, And I just want to bring that up because that is a really, really hard thing for us to feel okay about, um, especially in training for a sport. Like sometimes the best thing for you that day is to not get the workout in, but to take a day off <laughs> if that's what your body is needing. So that was my little side note. Um, I don't think the people can not, hear me clapping. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm clapping. Like, you know how they do in the little, what is it called? The, um, um, like poetry when they clap be like yes that was good that was good um oh wow I forgot the question question. who or what inspires you I didn't forget (laughs) you know that's a difficult question to answer because I could say so many different people um Mm -hmm. But right now, someone who's really been speaking into my life a lot is Sally McRae, because as a believer, she has an incredible testimony of what she's walked through in life and how she uses the sport to inspire a lot of people and learn incredible life principles has has really had an impact on me probably since Maryland, doing Maryland in September. I've really been um, listening to her podcast a lot too, and just her life story and stuff. So just that, that idea. We, we can't choose what happens to us, but we can choose how we respond to it. And there's a lot of, a lot of um, power in that. I love it. Okay. That we we're going back to rapid fire though. So we, we just had some good stories. We're going back to rapid fire <laughs> morning workouts or evening workouts. Ooh. Morning workouts. I'm a morning person for sure. Whatever fits my schedule. It might be morning. It might be evening. It's, I try to get morning in because I sleep better if I didn't work out in the evening, but. Okay. Swimming in a wetsuit or swimming without? What's the temperature of the water? (laughs) What's your preference? Either in any situation. I've never swam in a wetsuit before. I'm going to say without, but I've never, I don't know the difference. Okay. I'm going to say without because it makes your transitions faster. Always about transitions. Mm-hmm. She's a transition queen. All right, rapid fire. Um, Definitely a wetsuit because buoyancy is my best friend. 
All right. Um, favorite music artist? I really, this is more on like the uh, worship side, but I really like Hillsong. Okay. They make my day even when it's like sad. I just like listening to them. I love it. I love workouts. Um, I like to listen to Toby Mac. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it depends on the day, but right now it's Shane and Shane. Shane and Shane. So you guys are not like me. I'm sophisticated, ratchet, right? Like I love Jesus, but I listen to ratchet music. So I like, no. like all of it. Thank no, I'm you. just kidding. <laughs> um, dream training partner, alive or historical? Mm. Mm. Got one, Brenna? I think, I don't think I have one. <laughs> if I could train with Jocelyn right now, that'd be awesome. <laughs> See, that that's good stuff. I think it would be pretty cool to um, train with Lucy Charles Barkley. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to train with the world champion? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Rena? I don't, I don't, I'm new to this sport, so I don't really know. Think about who would you want to train with? Like, maybe it could be, I don't know, like somebody you admire. Katie Ledecky, even though she didn't well, just one train with her. There you go. <laughs> That's yeah. fun. That's a good one too. And this last one, I'm going to say, I'm going to address it. We don't let anyone get off the podcast without answering this question. So for you, Brenna, do you, have you ever had to, well, do you pee? Well, well, do you pee in the water? <laughs> Yeah, I remember this question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for the other two, do you pee on the bike or get off and take a proper pee break or pee in your wetsuit? Oh, are we talking wetsuit or on the bike? Both now. No, I I get it. I take a proper pee break. I pee in my wetsuit. Okay. But I, I do get off the bike. Really? Yeah. So you guys are getting off the bike and still qualifying for Nice? You got to tell us your secrets. I'd be strategic about it. Huh? <laughs> I'd be very strategic about it. <laughs> so you pee through your tri-suit? No, I, I still got off, but I was like super efficient in every other way possible. <laughs> ah, wow. Anyway, I love to hear it. Well, thank you all for coming on the Try Beginners Luck podcast. It has been a joy. And you know, again, whenever you try beginners luck, you always win. I am Ashonda and we are out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.